Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Minds on Mental Health podcast. My name is Andy Dean. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and my guest today is Nicole Glover. Nicole is a licensed professional counselor as well as a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor. She is the clinical manager of the women's program at Penn Medicine Princeton House Behavioral Health in Hamilton, New Jersey, as well as the owner of Restoring Pieces, a private therapy practice in Trenton, New Jersey. Today, Nicole and I discuss microaggressions in the workplace and their effect on mental health. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and find it helpful. I'm curious about microaggressions at the work yeah. in the workplace. And I don't have a very good sense for like what a good example for a microaggression would be. I mean, I've heard this mm-hmm. word before. Yeah. And I kind of have an idea of what it means, but like, can you just yeah. enlighten me if we're talking about microaggressions, like what exactly does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're kind of like these, incidents or signals like I like to call them signals mm-hmm. personally um, where where someone accidentally or purposely makes an offensive statement or kind of some kind of remark right that's insensitive mm-hmm. about you know the other person whether it's like about their 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 color or their culture right mm. their hair their, it, it could be about your appearance it, you know, it could be verbal, it could be behavioral, right? Anything mm. that kind of communicates a hostile or derogatory, <laughs> right, negative slight, I think, racial slight towards someone. So for Black people, they are like these, I'll use the word ubiquitous, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're ubiquitous in daily work life, mm-hmm. right? They really are. So I think one of the most common things is I don't see color to a person yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to be anti-racist. Yeah, right? sure. yeah. It's like, yes, you do. <laughs> You're looking right at me. So I know you do. Yeah. Um, right. But that's just dismissive. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't at all kind of capture the idea that there's an experience that black people have versus every other racial group including white people, especially in this country, mm-hmm. right? So it's dismissive, right? Um, another one that I know I'm I'm told this a lot, you know, you're so articulate. Ah, yes. You're, you're so well-spoken. Yeah, that <laughs> articulate word. Yeah, like, well, am I not supposed to be? Like, what does that mean, really, mm-hmm. right? I remember when Obama was president, that was a big word that was being thrown around. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah well, you right? know, we're talking about a Harvard graduate. Is yeah, he right, not right. supposed to be articulate? <laughs> like, what does that mean, right? No other president was told, you're so articulate. <laughs> no, because the subtext is like, oh, I'm so surprised that you're black and you're articulate, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Right? So these are great examples of, of, of microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know another one, as a woman, I, like, I, I work hard and it might be a part of I don't know, some level of code switching for me, but I work hard not to be pegged as the angry black woman mm. at work, right? And when I'm passionate, and at times we are like that in our roles here, um, when I'm passionate about something, it is often pegged as aggressive, mm. mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, no, aggression tends to lead to violence. I have no 
plan or thought about anything violent right now. Yeah, right, right. In my um, head, I'm just trying to, right, speak, right, speak passionately because I believe something, mm, right? I think totally. this should be it. And why don't you smile? Excuse me? Mm. <laughs> like, right, it's performative. So I think those are some of the common microaggressions that we hear mm -hmm. um, in the workplace. And they go by so easily and sometimes or half the time they're unrecognizable because yeah. you hear it so often. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess one thing that's sticking out to me about this is just like sometimes, I mean, it sounds like they can be wrapped up in like these nice little packages, like, mm -hmm. like almost as it's supposed to be a compliment. Right. Yes. Like, you know, yes. Like, like the articulate thing. Um, yes. Right. Or, oh, what did you do with your hair? Mm -hmm. Are you, did you, did you go to the meeting that way? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, right? You know, there's, there's. Oh, just... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's, they are wrapped up oftentimes. And then oftentimes they're just straight up, right? These, I guess, hostile ways, right? Or, or negative slights, mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't be caught in that area. Right. Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, the town I'm from is yep, just like yep. when you hear it, it's like, wait a minute. And then they look at me and then think about their preconceived notions about the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Their judgment. And it's like, right. It, so they, they can be really negative, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, in terms of, again, I mean, I'm going to ask you kind of the same question. And I have a feeling it's probably going to be similar to the code switching answer that you gave me, but like mm -hmm. if someone is dealing with this and again, they come to you, to your practice and they say, mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this in the workplace and you know, it's, it's, it's unbearable. Like I, yeah. I'm beside myself and I'm just thinking about it all the time. What would you do like as a clinician? Yeah. Well, there, there is a lot of research on this, Andy. So it's a great question in this regard, right? There's, there's all, there's in research, I think I found like there's typically three ways that we react, right? We can react, I should say. Um, one of them is often the most common. It's letting it go. Yeah. Right. Right. That um, works really well until it doesn't. Right. Right. And so this kind of leads to how, how I help someone. So letting it go. And for a long time, that is, you know, what happens. It works. The silence kind of is taxing when you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. You walk away wondering why didn't I just say something? Yeah, right? right. And then you question your own feelings and it kind of reinforces that you're not safe at your in your work environment. Mm -hmm. Right. You feel you feel kind of like this identity devaluation. Like, why did that happen to me? Right. And then I just let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes there is this immediate response. That's the second way we react to it. Right. I like the immediate response sometimes. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough time to think first, but yeah, yeah. the immediate response lets the other person know, essentially, I'm not the one. Mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, right, the immediate response kind of calls that person in to discussing the impact of what they said, right? Mm. It calls that person out for saying it, mm -hmm. right? It, it kind of gives this idea that this is not acceptable to the other person. But then sometimes that immediate response causes the other person to become very defensive. Sure. So you want to be careful 
of of responding She's in situations. Me racist. Like that. Yes, right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and then there's the the third way to react, which is to to respond later. And this kind of gives you a little bit more time to think about it. But you want to be careful about how later, how late is later, because you don't want to go bringing up things that the person and they have this chance to say, oh, I forgot about that. Like, I don't remember it or. Yeah. Right. And so you you want to just give yourself a moment before you bring it up. Right. Just Mm -hmm. respond a little bit later, but after you've thought it through. Right. So it's a follow up conversation. I like to say, hey, you know, you said such and such a few minutes ago. And in the moment, I didn't say anything, but I just want you to know, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the other party still has that chance. Oh, I meant no harm, and I've moved on, and right, right. So you just you have to be really, really kind of cognizant about your environment when you react. Mm-hmm. And so these things, though, all three reactions tend to have some kind of effect on the person experiencing the microaggression. So it does become really really exhausting so a lot of times i'm teaching people about judgment and i'm using kind of dbt skills here right i'm teaching people how to discern like right sometimes you have to look at the person saying it right who's who's said the nasty awful or Mm -hmm. given the microaggression like is it worth it right find value and sometimes that does cause you to use your discerning judgment, kind of like a referee in a basketball game, mm-hmm. right? But then I don't, I also teach kind of adding, right, to the facts, right? When you're adding kind of those emotional feelings and becoming upset and you're adding to that and then you use that kind of judgment to respond, we don't really get far with that. Mm-hmm. Often arguments ensue you know, more things are said, kind of carries over into something else. So I'm often teaching people about how to use skills through moments of of microaggression Mm -hmm. or or receiving microaggressive behavior. Yeah. Right. I mean, I see sort of the the similarity in terms of like DBT skills, uh, like interpersonal effectiveness skills and Mm -hmm. how you would manage this. And I guess I'm also just thinking how much even having like you said all three ways that you choose to respond like mm-hmm. they have an effect on on you so absolutely like, and all of those could have sort of negative effects on you like um mm-hmm. you know thinking they like, absolutely do um, mm-hmm. like if you respond in like that spot like that hair trigger kind of response like what what is that supposed to mean you know then you know, you could be perceived as, like you said, that angry black woman or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's going to have consequences. If you don't respond at all, then you're going to be thinking to yourself, man, I really should have said something. And then that's going to create, that could create like shame, you know? Yeah. Or if you do it in like a really measured way, you Mm -hmm. might be thinking like, damn, I really wish I gave that person a piece of my mind, you know? So that sort of has an effect on you too. I, so you know, I under I guess I'm just seeing how like yeah. everything sort of has like another layer to it, um, mm-hmm. and like that other layer is something that like is just 
I, I could just yeah. see how it, how it sort of permeates everything. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It it, it kind of makes it difficult to see through see through a clear cure for a microaggression. Totally. Right. 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 And 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 there really isn't. Right. They're they're going to exist as long as there are people who are intolerable to other people yes. in the world. I hate mm -hmm. saying that. I hate saying that people have to grow tolerance for people. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense that we're using that word there, but that's that's what it is. That's what happens when you run into kind of this microaggressive behavior. You really have to like arm yourself with these skills, like really arm yourself with the ability to get through it. Because yes, there's that hair trigger reaction. I wanna go off, like mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. right. I wanna respond to this P, right? There's that. But then I can use judgment, right? I, I try to use that as the most important skill here because is it worth it? Is this person going to be microaggressive to another person? Am I right. really out here trying to change other people's behavior or really trying to control my own? Yeah, and is that is that going to be the best thing for me to do in terms of my yes. job, my career path, right? Exactly, like right? I like to call it disarming yourself, arming yourself, disarming yourself, like being able to have the ability to decide, right? What to do, what the right thing for you to do in that moment. Good point. Yeah. So even just like developing that ability where like mm -hmm. you just make the best decision for yourself in that moment almost. Yeah. Yep. Just the ability to do that instead of just reacting. Mm hmm Okay. I feel like there's so much we could talk about here and I just, yeah. I don't want to keep you here all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But I think we actually did a lot. I want to let you go because I know you have other yeah. things to do. It's okay. I mean, I know this topic is never ending and I'm open, Andy. So if you, you want to do it again or... Yes, please. I really enjoyed it. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and for being willing yeah. to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. 